A podcast where we go one-on-one with fiction creators, such as authors, filmmakers, actors, songwriters, and more. Each episode, we get the inside scoop on our guests' creative process, the ups and downs of their industries, and our guests also give out tips and tricks that help them become successful. And now, let's jump into the episode with your host, Chris C.L. Lowry. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Fiction Addiction Podcast. My next guest is a devoted advocate for young women sharing her own life experiences, like being a teenage mother of three children by the age of 18, overcoming homelessness and domestic violence. Additionally, she is best known for her helping and tenacious spirit and is very comfortable sharing her own life experiences with others on a one-on-one basis to help young women connect to the resources they need. She celebrates the continued success of more than 30 women whose lives she directly mentored while still achieving her own professional milestones, like graduating with a bachelor's in arts in law and justice from Ryder University as an adult learner. She is a professional member of ColorCom Network, a member of Toastmasters, and an author of a self-help book entitled Dropping Jewels, Guiding principles to help girls live their best life. Ladies and gentlemen, Kendra Hall. Kendra, what's going on? How you doing? How are you? Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, thank you for being here. Awesome. I'm excited to be here. This is an amazing, <laughs> amazing time. It's a time of change, a time of, um, you know, so much is going on in the world today. So I'm just happy right. to be here with you uh, discussing life, you know. Yeah, and speaking of life, first and foremost, we've all started this year, um, obviously, with our goals, with our hopes that 2020 was, was going to be something special for, for everyone. And then we were hit with, obviously, the COVID-19 coronavirus, the global pandemic, the lockdown. And then on top of that, at the Black community had to witness the deaths of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor and George Floyd recently, which sparked protests around the world, um, something that we haven't seen uh, to this magnitude in terms of battling uh, racism and uh, injustice from the criminal justice system. So mentally, how are you doing with everything going on? Wow, wow. And and when you put it together like that and, and you know, it's, it's the one after the other, right, in terms of things that we are we've been dealing with a lot in 2020. So for me personally, it's been a lot. I mean, I've had um, some personal losses in the family, you know, just the scene of of that in itself, not even less than a month ago, you know, and, um, you know, just from COVID and, and amongst just being elderly, you know, have losing a lot of the elderly um, people that we've, you know, loved, um, and, and they're no longer here to share our wisdom. So um, I definitely have been trying to stay in alignment with my goals. And, and it's hard to do when you have so much going on around you and so many different things pulling you in so many different directions. Um, and, and, and so, you know, there's just been so much um, stress, in essence, going on, especially uh, watching the videos of um, 
you know, our um, our people just slaughtered like in the streets in essence. And and it's just it hasn't been it hasn't been amazing on my on my mental health at all. (laughs) Absolutely not. You know, (laughs) absolutely not. Um, It's just it. And it really what it does is it, it sparks something within you. To want to to make you want to do something right now, you know, to make you right. want to um, to spark that change immediately. And so, what I've been trying to do now is to um, meditate. Uh, today, I, I spent about a couple hours actually just meditating and um, looking for clarity. I think that mm. sometimes with all that's going on, we have um, it's it's hard to find the 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 clarity in the situation and to think clearly period and so i think that right now is just the point for me to get my mind fully <laughs> back on track <laughs> because this has been just a, a whirlwind it has been a whirlwind um definitely a shocker but what can you what can you expect this is life and and so much can happen in life and um you know it's it's just been crazy how have you been the same way, trying to trying to process it all while, you know what I mean, while being active, while obviously making sure I'm, I'm whether it's getting out voting, whether it's getting out protesting, whether it's signing the petitions for obviously the the, the justice, the having these people brought to justice in the different states. It's 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 a lot, you know what I mean. And then obviously during the pandemic, so it's like. <laughs> We still have to do the social distancing and the quarantines and things like that. So right, definitely it, a lot. <laughs> if you call, if if you call for anything, now you're you're scared. And you're right, oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Extra hard. <laughs> Hiccups is like, oh no, is this, is it? You know, is it me this time? You just don't know. Right. It's it's a just don't know. it's a time. It is, and and it you don't, and it's a time of uncertainty. However, one thing um, I stand strong on is my faith. In God, and I know that nothing happens for without a reason. Everything happens for a, a purpose, a greater purpose, and that's what I've been standing strong on and firm on uh, during this time. I mean, what else can you really do beyond, like you said, uh, taking the actions that you know are true to your heart, and um, at at that point, prayer, prayer. You, you've done yeah. you've you've done all the, all that you can physically do. <laughs> You know, you've done all that you can mentally do at the at this time. So it's just really the point now to try to to um, use all of the energy that I have um, for the good. You know, uh, it's it's not. And also to um, I'm, I'm big on self-love at the same time. It's time to, to really focus more on loving your neighbor today. You know, this is right, the time right, to do that right. and to really look at what people are going through and. In, in in the eyes of empathy, you know, with with empathetic eyes, with an empathetic heart. Um, and and once you're able to do that, I think that uh, life is, is starts is starting to clear up, you know, more and more yeah. for me <laughs> when I'm starting to look at things, you know, slower, you know, with less uh, with less rage. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's been, uh, you know, just watching you know watching george floyd um just the video alone has just it, it's it's really brought me to a point of 
wow, is is what's really out here? You know, what is really right. going on right now? And uh, fully, you you know, I we may have known um, and and what was really going on, but we lived in we, we we've all been living in this little bubble, I think, right? Like kind of our own yeah. little circle. Oh, yeah. And not really paying attention to, to to everybody else because it just is like, okay, all right, you know, I'm just trying to make it through the day. But when right. something like yeah. this happens, <laughs> you just are, you're ripped from your reality, your everyday reality, and you're forced to really take a, a good look in the mirror, uh, number one. Um, and, and number two, you're, you're, you are focused on making sure that um, your neighbor is okay. That I think that that's yeah. that's oh, where yeah, we're at now. We that's where we're at. We're we're at the point where it's like, hey, uh, we we need to make sure that we're okay because th- we really are all that we have. That is the truth. That is yeah. a true statement. You know <laughs> that sure. um you know it, it is. So it's really just about being focused right now. And then I'm writing, <laughs> I'm writing this second book, and um you know in writing this book, I I need to make sure that I am focused on what God wants me to focus on, not what the world wants me to focus on. So that's mm. another, com- you know, component, making sure that when you're writing, your mind is clear and it's what, right. you know, it's what the true message should be. So it's, it's been fun. <laughs> I say that sarcastically. <laughs> so, so along with writing, obviously you're a mentor. Um, so yes. how have you had to adjust things? Because obviously we, with the social distancing and the quarantine, obviously so many people are affected. Uh, yeah, obviously we, we had the virtual, we had the Zoom meetings and things like that, but things just right. aren't the same. So how have you been affected in your mentorship? Well, I, I believe the, the the mentorship is definitely affected um, with with COVID. However, it's it's, a, it's affected also in a good way uh, to, to where is that people are home. Whereas some of my mentees right. where they were, um, you know, going, going, just kind of going in a circle in, in, in a lot of ways of just kind of school work, you know, home and, 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 or, uh, you know, just not really being able to focus on the, themselves. This has given them the time to be able to really look at what their needs are. And also I've, I've uh, noticed a couple of mentees have been able to reassess their goals because now it's more into the artificial intelligence, virtual reality, you know, vir- virtual yeah. uh, world um, in terms of what their 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 life goals are. So I think it's it's been good for some of the, ne- the mentees that I've had for I'd say majority of them um, only because they're able to really take a little a bit of a pause. Um, now, with mm-hmm. all that's happened right now, obviously, they can't take a pause. But, you know, prior to. um the second pandemic, in essence, if you want to call it that, uh, right. with, you know, with Mr. Floyd, it's like, come on, you know, <laughs> now they're now it's a different type of, of, of thought process for them. But, um, you know, when COVID hit you know, at first, I believe a lot of people were that I was speaking to on a daily basis were, you know, more heartbroken. And then it became, wow, OK, a month, a month into it, they started to really reassess and say, you know what, I can take this time and utilize it for good. So yeah, and that's what yeah, and exactly. And that's what I that's what I push. I think that that's important to do. Take that. Take this time. Utilize it to build yourself in ways that you may not even have thought. Meditate. Exercise a lot of um, I would say maybe two or three uh, mentees wanted a better exercise routine. This allowed them to, um, you know, COVID uh, is as horrible as it's been, um, 
you know, but just kind of grounding people at home has allowed them to kind of start a better workout routine as well. So, you know, it's, it's really how you utilize your time. That's kind of how I look at it. And every, right. every moment counts. You said something interesting and you brought it, you brought meditation up um, quite a few times. How important is meditation, exercise and prayer at a time like this? I think it's essential. It's essential because meditation in itself provides you with clarity. It helps you to decipher the voice or voices in your head to be able to think clearly and figure out where they're coming from. I did a med- meditation today, and I'm going to give you a little uh, <laughs> a little dose of it, whether you ask for it or not. <laughs> but I, there, I did a meditation today. Um, um, it's through the. It was I found it through the Monastic Academy, and I'm I, I'm absolutely enamored by the Monastic Academy. If you ever went to Google that uh, that name, and they're based out of Vermont. Um, and just their podcasts alone are amazing. Um, they talk about so many, so many issues that promote growth and, and mentally ways to really level you up and, and, and help you to think outside of the box. So, and I mentioned that only to say, I got this meditation from the monastic Academy. And so how it starts out is really you starting to figure out, are you of, are you Physically, uh, regardless of where you are physically, how do you feel? Are you in the world or are you in your mind? So that's the first part of the meditation. Uh And that's a good question. Sometimes we don't think about that. Where are we? You know, are we here? Are we physically present? You know, because a lot of times we're in our head or are we in our head? Figuring it out that first. The second part of that is to start to ask your, start to say these uh simple wording, like uh, feeling, seeing, hearing. And as you start to say that, it was in a rhythm, seeing, feeling, hearing, go along with that um, and start to s- figure out where these senses are coming from. How are you feeling? How are you, what are you seeing? What are you hearing? These are ways to really bring you to the present and, and figure out what, what these voices, what this voice are, voices or what uh, this voice is or what is, is something that you're seeing that you may feel like is this, um, you know, is something that's a uh, synchronicity. There's something that's going on. A lot of times we'll see numbers that are three, 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 or, you know, uh, we'll see uh, seven, seven. There's so many different, you know, we'll see these different signs or we'll see a, a robin or something outside, or we'll see a, a you know, we'll see a uh, whatever it is. And we'll say, oh, wow, this reminds me of this. This must, maybe it's a symbol, but we don't know right, if, right. if it's real, right? We're like, hold on, is this is this is this is it? <laughs> you know, this is my sign. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you're, we're waiting. A lot of times, we're waiting. We're waiting for this sign to say from the universe to say this is the right path, right? We're waiting for this this uh, something to maybe we'll hear, something we'll see, and whatever it is, we need to to find the clarity to be able to decipher where that. Uh, is where that uh, is coming from. Is it coming from your feeling, hearing, seeing? Um, and once you're able to kind of locate that of where that feeling is co- or hearing or seeing where that is coming from, you start to focus in on it. So if I'm seeing, let's say if I see a, in my mind, all of a sudden a, um, a parrot, in essence, focus on that parrot, you know, figure, mm-hmm. focus everything on it intensely so you can get to the message you know, where is this? What is this leading me to? Uh, and, and as opposed to just being a passing, fleeting uh, thought, 
because we need to really figure out what are the messages that the universe is giving us and make sense of it. And a lot right. of times we suffer because we feel like, oh, uh, well, wow, if we were able to really just kind of get the message, you know, we're missing something. Um, and a lot of it is because we lack the discipline in order to find the clarity. And, and so mm. that's where the meditation comes in. And it gives us the discipline to find the clarity in our thoughts, our, our feelings, our, our mind, you know, all of those uh, spiritual, um, it's no real balance in essence, but, you know, some type of, um, some, some type of uh, comfort in essence, you know, we need to find that, that some type of comfort and within our own spirit. And that is, is what meditation does. As far as exercise, what exercise to me does, is it releases the, t the stress in my body. You know, a lot of times we, we're stressed out. We'll find ourselves clenching our teeth or uh, doing something to where is that um, isn't helpful to us <laughs> because <laughs> we have built up stress. You know, just watching television will give you built up stress, right? Oh, yes. Um, Guaranteed. <laughs> listen, <laughs> this is the most news I've ever watched in my life. Right. Like, seriously, I don't even watch the news. So usually. Um, so exercise, what exercise does is it really it, it helps you to eliminate the toxins in your body. It helps to clear, clear your mind, clear the stress out. And we need to do that daily, period. It's just, it's non-negotiable. Our body needs it. It's just like drinking water. If you're not drinking your gallon of water a day, you're literally, uh, you know, uh, starving yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're putting yourself mm -hmm. in it. You're, you're not loving yourself when you're not taking care of the body that God's giving you to take care of. Um, so meditation, exercise is extremely important. And prayer. Now, prayer is number one. Um, prayer is number one be <laughs> because God is number one. Um, and, and so prayer is it. Prayer is the first thing that I do in the morning is, is the same thing at night is during the day um, because prayer, what it does, it, it, it keeps you aligned with what God wants for you. It helps you to stay focused. And also, it, I believe it helps you to stay humble, especially if you're coming to God with a, with a, um, a humble heart. You know, it helps you to 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 stay in alignment and understand that he's God. You're not God. You know, um, he's above. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just mm -hmm. keeps it in in the in the right space, because I think a lot of times, you know, yes, we have, um, you know, we have free will. But God wants to to be the one to the choice of uh, who we follow, you know, who we follow, uh, who we give our time to. He wants us to give our his. He wants us to not give our time all day to the television, all day to uh, other ele elements, people, things, places. He wants us to spend time with him on a daily basis. So you definitely have to um, align yourself in order to uh, to at least start to experience true love. That's what that's what prayer, prayer is. Prayer is love to me. Right. You know, that that's you know, that's me. Uh, my my time with with God. That's the only one, honestly. Um, and I always say this and people, <laughs> people are like, Oh, do you really, you know, do you really feel like this? I do. Um, and I feel like that God's the only person, the only, the only, uh, the only source that is going to be able to give you unlimited love, real love, true love, mm. because mm. human love mm. is conditional. No matter how we say it, it is conditional. Okay. If <laughs> so, yeah. it, it's oh, the yeah. only, <laughs> who, who else are you going to go to? Who else are you going to go right. to but God? This, I mean, I just I can't think of anything else that I will or any place I'd rather be than um, to be in, in quiet worship 
with with God because that's the center. You know, that's the center of my life, period. Mm. So, um, you know, that those three elements um, really help to offset some of the 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 some of the world's woes. You know, I can't I, I, I it's easy if you're fully into the world to um, to take on all of its, you know, all of the, the, the things of the world on your back. Um, in essence, on a daily basis. But um, with God, you know that you can give it to him. You know, you do all that you can do and then you give it to him and then you can let it go. And I think that's the real theme for 2020 is let it go. Let go what's no longer working. Let go what is is hurting you, what's useless. You know, let go of all the distractions um, and, and come to 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 focus on um, on loving, you know, and love, which is God. So. Mm-hmm. So what role has writing played in your life? Writing's played a significant part of my life because I've loved to write since I was young. I was really? one of those people who, I, yes, <laughs> I was one of those, <laughs> those young kids who um, I would have my, my uh, I used to write poetry a lot. I was a huge, 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 and I still love poetry, um, but I, I used to write poetry it would be like, um, published at the highlight, remember the highlights magazines and as yeah. when you were a kid. So <laughs> I used to be so hyped. I would get, I got at least like three or four um, poems put in, you know, highlight in the highlights magazine when I was little, you know, like nice. it was, it's always been a huge part for me. Um, even as in college, um, you know, um, I, I was a part of the, um, I was actually a, a editor for the law and justice, um, the law journal actually. For, uh, wow. for my college and um, actually also the editor for the, uh, my, my minor was American studies. So I was the editor for the American studies newsletter as well. So um, just over time, it's just kind of, tra- you know, transitioned into other things um, and to, and I always had a diary is another thing. So <laughs> now I got it and I did get the diary stolen a couple of times, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one with the lock on it. <laughs> Listen, yes, yes. I, you know, and so I, I've always had a diary. I've always loved to write. Um, my mother is, um, my mother's a retired school teacher. So, you know, growing up when my mother was in the throes of teaching and she just, you know, and my parents, a little bit of background, my parents did not play. I mean, I've been on my own since I was 13. But prior mm-hmm. to that, I came from a two-parent household. And um, my parents were, they both had their master's degree and they were all about education. Okay. When I tell you there was school after school, after school, after school, there was school. (laughs) This was, (laughs) uh, yes. So, so, and it worked out well for, you know, like my, like my siblings, I have two siblings that went to Princeton, one that went to Wharton, you know, like, so it worked out well for my siblings in essence, because they stuck, stuck to that rigorous you know, school schedule in essence. Um, mm-hmm. For me, I was like that. I was quiet. It was a quiet rebellion. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, although I was, you know, I did well in school and all of that, um, you know, that was not, you know, my focus at the time. Um, but it helped me, you know, just just having that, that experience early on prior to me being out on my own, but having my parents really focused on education and and forcing me to read the, the encyclopedias and write uh, write these 
long essays and all of these things that they would make me do. And sh- these surprise book bags, all the things that they did, <laughs> surprise book bag checks, <laughs> the, <laughs> the extra, you know, the, the Kuman. I don't know if you know, do you, are you familiar with Kuman? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Okay. So Kuman lifestyle. Okay. This is, this is <laughs> repetitive work. Tiger moms, <laughs> tiger mom <laughs> land. And so, you, so when you have parents and, you know, my father didn't play at all. So when you have parents who ex- are very disciplined and they expect structure, you know, it, it, it definitely, um, it, it, it very early on those lessons stuck with me. And so, right. um, you know, I being, and also I had to read, I had to read. There was no there, there was no option. I had to do uh, every summer when I was, um, you know, living with my parents. I had to do the, um, the library book reading thing where you had to read a hundred books or, you know, mm-hmm. as a team and all these things. Get your pizza party. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it was so much. Uh, there, and then on top of that, um, you know, I was very active in my church and as well as a million other. And this is not, and I'm, I'm, I'm being facetious when I say a million, but. Um, you know, so many extracurricular activities, all these things were very helpful in making me well-rounded enough to be able to um, to take my education to another level. I think when you don't have some of those um, experiences or those types of influences in your life, it makes it a little bit harder, for, a lot harder for you be, to take mm-hmm. to, to be disciplined, you know, and to, to take that time out to even write. You know what I mean? Like, it's just right. even to read, just to have the discipline to sit when you're not used to being to sitting or studying and all of those things um, is it's harder to do. So it's just kind of one of those things where because I was trained early and I thank, thankfully loved it <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, I really didn't have much TV I could watch anyway. So it wasn't like, I, you know, it was no TV like that. So, you know, I had to kind of pick up the the, the book and 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 make sure that. Um, you know, and that was my that was my movie. My books were my movies as a, as a kid. Um, and so, you know, it kind of was not too far off for me to start writing. Um, and as I went around and, and started to meet more people, I realized that there are some stories that need to be told. There's some lessons that I need to oh, share. Yes, yes, you know yes, what I mean? Like, yes. wow. <laughs> you know, and it, so it's it's definitely been a journey and, and a journey into changing even the structure of my writing and how I write. Um, um, so that's, that's changed too over time, you know, like this has been, uh, a metamorphosis as far as, um, how I write, like before I wrote more, like my background is, is law and justice. So, um, before I wrote a lot of legal type of writings, right, right before writing my book. So I really had to switch the style up. Absolutely. Um, yeah. If you're going from legal <laughs> to writing to yes. oh, absolutely. <laughs> So it's been it's been interesting. It's been a journey. Um, you know, it's, it's been its own journey. But I'm excited. I'm excited about it. I love the fact that I'm that I'm able to share um, with others, and that it's been helpful. And I think that that's been the most important part of of this is that it's made a change. And I know at least one person or two people, three. You know, it's it's been a nice. Yep. Uh, an uplifting um, experience at the end of the day. It was hard to put a lot of these things in writing that I went through and and some of these lessons because they were really, really hard lessons that I put in the book. Um, but I feel like it, it's definitely been helpful because some some somebody needed to hear that, you know, yeah. and, and I got oh, that yeah. feedback before. And, and so, you know, that in itself has made me feel like, wow, this is, 
know, I'm on the right path. This is what God wants me to do. Mm-hmm. Now, how did you get from obviously a young girl writing this poetry to becoming an author? So, so here's how it happened. I knew I wanted to write the book or a book. I have been saying that for some time. Um, when I was about 16, I was in a domestic violence shelter and I met this young, another young woman. She was a couple years older than me at the time. And she had such a powerful story that I told myself also that I was like, I have to share this girl's story. I, you know, her story was just super, super and, and super, super powerful. And little did I know after telling her story that we would become like the best of friends. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and so the lessons that some of the lessons that she's taught me has been were so helpful and, and so thought out, well thought um, that I wanted to also make sure I share them because she wound up passing away. Um, wow. So I, I, I really uh, knowing because she passed away and like that was my girl, like she passed away um, in childbirth and we were pregnant at the same time and we were actually going to get a house together. It was bad. Like it was a bad experience for me. It's like it was. It, this the whole experience of my her, my her passing away really just tore me apart, um, mm. especially knowing that we were both pregnant. I literally saw her like a couple of days before, <laughs> and then um, the, there was a hospital error, and that's how she passed. Actually, um, wow. so you know, a, a, another black woman not being heard in the hospital. Right, she right. was saying yeah, she was yeah, in pain yeah. and things weren't happening for her. And so, um, you know, that really, you know, that, that hit me. And I said, you know what? Um, I made a vow that I was going to tell her story too. You know, like that was huge for me. And, and I didn't, I did not um, want to let her down. Like, so the first book was definitely, and I dedicated it to, to her, Andrea. Um, I dedicated my book that's in the front of the book. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, I had to really put her story out there. I had to put some of the lessons she taught me. And I wanted to make sure that she was honored. So that honestly was like, even though I wanted to help and I definitely that in, in the lessons that, but I truly, truly also wanted to make sure that my girl, you know, had her voice out there that her, that she just didn't just pass and not right, have, um, you know, not, not have a, a legacy in that way. Um, because she, she, you know, she, she definitely had a lot of knowledge, um, you know, to be so young in her, in her early 20s, actually, but she had been through something that maybe, you know, somebody went and had went through at maybe 80. You know, she had been through a lot. Um, and, and I touch on that in my book as well. So her experience. Um, so it's, it's, you know, that definitely made a, made a big change in terms of the, 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 the push of wanting right. to get this done um, and, and wanting to get it done. Uh, and start and and start and also to 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 start to really teach you know start to really to to teach the youth in a different way you know it was mm. it's different than me telling my story verbally um than it is when somebody when you write it on paper it's a different type of experience because now you're really imagining it now it's its own movie you know as opposed to somebody just telling you um yeah, you yeah, can take yeah. your time and really mull over the words in essence so um it, it's been a, it's definitely been a uh, a roller coaster, um, but it's been a very rewarding one. And I feel I feel so blessed to be able to just be to tell her story and, and to be able to share uh, the lessons that I've learned so far. Now, now you have this story. 
Mm-hmm. Walk me through your publishing journey. Oh, <laughs> so the publishing <laughs> journey was very interesting. Um, I knew I was writing, right? I knew I had to write. And uh, how do I get the, to the book, right? You have, a, you have this, this content and you have a message and you, you want to get it into a point there where it looks great. Um, so what I did was I, I actually, re- I'm a researcher. <laughs> it's not surprising. <laughs> I do, uh, <laughs> low-key nerd, I do like to research. Um, so so <laughs> I know, it sounds so bad to sometimes. I'm like, ah, it's not boring to me. So, <laughs> so right. I was it researching. It probably actually and, helped. <laughs> uh, it did. It really did. So I sat, I sat and I literally researched, researched, researched. And I was like, and I prayed. And I was like, how am I going to make this work? And I started to um, find uh, pub, um, book publisher, publishing companies. Then I started to look into self-publishing and all of those things and looking at the the, the financial rewards of both, right? Um, I spoke seriously with a couple publishers and I uh, had pitched my story to. And I did not like the, the, um, the amount. You know, I wanted to be able to own my own stuff. Um, mm. I didn't like the money, you know, I didn't like the, the, the cap on the money in essence. Um, so for me, I, I decided to, to, to go in a way to where is where, well, I need somebody to just kind of help me to get the book popped off in essence, as opposed to taking you on as, um, you know, a publishing in essence. Right. Um, right. so what I, cause that's the part way before you get to the publishing, you have to get the book for, you got to get the book together. You got to get it formatted. You know, there's the other things that you have to kind of not, let me not say format it, but just in a style that you want and you want to keep your voice your own. That's another thing about self-publishing. It allows you to keep your voice your own. Um, as opposed to when you allow other people to come in and they, then they want to really change your stuff up. Change it's everything. not change everything and not from an editorial standpoint because the editor is going to change your work anyway right they're going to make sure it looks sounds good and it's in alignment um but sometimes the publishing companies can have too much oversight and and to like you said change it to where it's almost unrecognizable and i wanted to keep my voice so um what i did was i went to linkedin which you know i started to look at my circle and i had some powerful yes yes absolutely I made sure that when, um, you know, I love LinkedIn because it really helps you to connect with people. I made some great, great connections through LinkedIn, um, you know, business connections that turned, you know, friendly and turned into friendships and all of that. Um, but but first business, right? Because that's where people get on LinkedIn is because they want to, right. uh, to, to network for business purposes. And so I found uh, someone named Nikki Woods. And you may remember her from like, I believe she was on Tom Jordan Morning Show and mm-hmm. um, a couple other, uh, you know, different things. She, so she was into, she, she was into helping you write your book. Hey, do you want to write your book? So I wound up contacting her. She's a fellow cancer like me. Hi, cancers. <laughs> I had to say that. <laughs> Our birthday's coming. It's almost July. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, you know, we we like instantly clicked in essence. We and we chatted it up and um she she helped me t- and, and and so you know I hired her. I hired her to to help me to get my um my collect my, my juice, my creative juice is really flowing. And um, so she would help you to kind of, hey, you know what, I'm having a, a writer's block and she would tell you what to do, do X, Y, Z, you know, give you some tips or um, then I would send her some work and she would look at it, you know, that type of stuff or kind of like, 
hmm, maybe this uh, this will be a great direction or something along the small, small, um, you know, small, but not uh, not intrusive ways mm. in order to help you to develop yourself as a writer. Right. Um, and, and the direction, in essence, because it's very easy when you're writing a book to stay off, to get off topic if you allow yourself to. Yes, right. It is. <laughs> okay? So um, so she was really helpful with that. She was integral with that, with that. But that piece, she put me in touch with my editor, who I love, 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 love. Um, I actually posted her on my page, um, Dr. Angela Massey, who is she's actually also an, an ordained minister. So mm. um, Nick, she is powerful. She I love her so much. And um, what what Nikki Woods did was she took in consideration of the fact that my book is was is, is a faith based book, right? It's a self help book, but still faith based. So she made sure that I was connected with the right editor. And I think, and she gave me some choices too, wasn't, right, that's key, it's key. So I had a couple different choices of editors, right? Different variations, different different people, different styles. And I was able to speak with several different editors, which which were, you know, amazing, amazing editors, amazing resources. So it's really, um, to me, it was finding the right people to connect with in order to find the right resources to make this book happen. Um, mm. you know, because it, it, what I didn't want to do is to prolong it. I wrote the book within a year, you know, less than a year and literally off of two hours of sleep every day. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Seriously. Yes. I was that because I had to work, I, you know, I said, I work, I work full time. Um, I work for the state. So I work for the, I work full time, um, you know, crazy, busy job. And then I had to, um, you know, come back and, and deal with my household. And, and then I had to write. And right, there, right, right. and if you don't put yourself on a schedule, you know that it's not going to be forever, right? Um, you know, like when, it, let's say if you're pregnant, you know, your pregnancy is not going to last forever. It's certain about a time you're going to have to yeah, give birth. You, you, you know what I mean? And it's just, <laughs> yes, you got to keep, and it, so it's, it's like, you have to keep moving and with when you're writing. And I didn't want to just kind of let this linger on. I hear some people have, you know, and it's nothing wrong with it if that's how you want to do, other people want to do it. But I heard of some people who have wait, have been writing a book for 10 years. Oh, I write a page a day. All right, cool. That's that's your thing. But for me, I knew that I had a different timeline, right? right? Um, and I wanted to get it done. So that's why I did the two hours. I'm not suggesting anybody else do that uh, because <laughs> I've been running off of two hours of sleep since I was a, a teenager, literally. Like, right. you know, back and forth, <laughs> maybe a sleep day when I'm just kind of my body shuts off. But, um, you know, that's just kind of been my way um, since I and was everybody young. not built like so, that. No, they're not. They're not. <laughs> You're like, not me, because I'm needing my sleep. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to get my that's sleep. That, that's that hustle mentality right there, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it's true. Like, it's for real. Like, and when you have that mentality, it's hard to let that go because you feel like you're slipping. And that's another yeah, thing I no. had to um, digress from too, like my perfectionism. You know, I've, I've realized as more and more as I wrote, I'm like, ooh, I have, uh, you know, I like things to be, I do, I like things to be a certain quality, but then sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm getting it too, um, you don't want to get too crazy with your work, you know, because otherwise mm-hmm. you're going to be overly critical and it'll never come out because you're waiting for this perfection, right? 
no matter if you have an editor, you're going to have a couple typos. It doesn't matter, right? You keep fixing it, right? So (laughs) no matter, right, exactly. So no matter if you have this, this main be off or the, 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 you know, because on top of the book, there's a whole bunch of other things that, that come along with it. Your graphics, your cover, you know, all of those things, you need a separate graphic designer if you want to cover a certain way, right? Um, so there's other components that come along with this whole book, uh, publishing, um, and, and the way, in the way that it's going and then the upload, how are you going to where what, what places do you want to have your book book at? Do you want to have your book at this particular, uh, place? Because know that they only take, uh, they publish your books, you know, publishing mm-hmm. house types of, mm-hmm. of, of, of books and all of that. So just really kind of knowing all of the ins and outs is part of it. And that's why I definitely recommend uh, finding, um, and I definitely recommend Nikki Woods. I'm not sure if she's still uh, doing it. I'm sure she, she, I'm sure she is. She's amazing. Um, but if, if someone needs some information, feel free to uh, contact me. I'm, I'm sure I'll give my information at the end of this, yep. of our podcast. Um, but definitely I'll, you know, I've, I've been sharing my information. I'm not stingy with it. I feel like it's important to be able to to help one another. So, um, you know, if you guys are interested in publishing a book, even yourself, um, then, you know, definitely I will be a resource for you. So nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Now, now we talked about the hustle mentality that you have already. Obviously, being an independent author, you have to have that. It, it is a lot of work. Like you said, you got to find graphic designers, editors. You got to you got to do a lot of research. Uh, to ensure that you were doing right by yourself, by your brand and by your books. Did you know how much work or did you anticipate how much work had to be put in before you no. actually published? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Would I say no? No. There were times, and, and, see, and, and, and beyond that, it's an emotional toll. It is, mm. it is it's beyond the physical where you feel like you just want to, fall out and you just want to have a kid tantrum like a kid and throw stuff around like no (laughs) I can't do this anymore (laughs) it's it's like (laughs) it's crazy because for me like it was fine with the no sleep I can deal with that I can you know I'm fine with that the problem was I had to go back in time and, and and to pull up experiences that were very very um traumatic you know, like mm, post-traumatic yeah. stress <laughs> syndrome was like kicking at me, like, hold on now, you know, PTSD, basically. Right. Um, yeah. So so really just having to be able to, um, it was cathartic to be able to, 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 to share my experiences. And, you know, when it, when you're going through that process, you don't realize sometimes that um, the power of your own words, that in itself is something that can kind of take you aback when you read something and it's like, Ooh, I wrote, I wrote this, you know, I need to maybe right. take care, you know, pay attention myself. Like what's God trying to tell me? Like this came out, yeah, yeah. My, you know, for me. <laughs> so it was also enlightening for myself to, to really read some of my own words at times, because sometimes you give advice to others and you have to take it. Um, yes. So just making sure that I was in alignment with my words and, and also to, to kind of push through the, uh, the feeling of, um, of dread of going back in time to, to relive, um, horrible experiences in essence. But I know that it was for a greater good, right? I know that I had to, because somebody else needed the story 
in order to be able to relate and understand that I know where you're coming from. I can't just, right. I can't hide that these things happen because now I'm not helping. I'm, you know, that's not, this is not testimony service. You're not giving the testimony, right? Right, right. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, hold on. Don't give no half testimony. Come up there and say the right thing. You know? <laughs> say what's on your heart. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, <laughs> so I was, you know, I had to go back to the hot church in my mind, testimony service, when you got to get up and, you know, say, say your piece, say what's really going on. I had to push through it and, and push through that, that, that feeling of, um, you know what? I got to say it. You know, I, I was it was fine verbally. But when you have certain things on paper and you got to keep reading it over just because it's, it's got to make sense in the book. You know what I mean? It's hard. That's the hard part. That was hard for me. I lit, when the book was done, I didn't read the book. I didn't read the book for um, I would say I've got a, the test book. I didn't read the book for maybe a week. Um, mm. I started to read it and then I threw the book across the room <laughs> because yeah, absolutely. It's the experience of some of this stuff, like to read, read it back. I was mad. At, I was like, nah, then I was like, what is, you know, then I, then it became like, okay, what is going on? You know, why do I feel this, this particular way? And then all of a sudden it seemed as I started to pray and really meditate, I was like, wow, I needed this. I needed to write this book because mm, for me, please. you know what I mean? On top of other people, just just for me. Um, so I feel like it was it's just been a very um, mentally it's been a mentally um, invigorating, let's say, experience. <laughs> say that. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 when did you realize you were ready to share your story with the world? Um, I've been sharing it with the world. Um, in essence, uh, slowly, you know, I have an each one teach one mentality. So each person I talk to that, uh, or, or even the women that I mentor, it, it, I was still sharing the story and, and who knows who, how many times that they share that story. So I felt like I was already sharing it with, in essence, with the world, but on this particular grand scale, what made me, you know, into whereas I wanted to put in a book format is, is because I feel like on top of the fact it's going to reach more people, it's a legacy. You know, I'm leaving a legacy. When I think of all the authors that I've read over since, since I was a young girl, oh my goodness, like, you know, links, I'm going back to poetry, right? Langston Hughes, <laughs> and, you know, like there's so, there's just been so many, um, you know, there's just been so many, so many books that I've read that made an impact that sometimes just talking to somebody doesn't get that point across, right? So right. I wanted to 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 be able to express myself in a different format, in a way that would maybe even surprise myself. It was, and so that part was pretty exciting in its own way to be able to look at, you know, to be able to communicate in a different way. Right. Um, and, and, and that's not that's outside of your, your you know, f not f fully inside your comfort zone. So it really was ch it's, it was challenging. And I feel like I'm one of those people who likes to challenge themselves. So <laughs> so I, I, I like that's my excitement. Right. I like excitement. Right. I, that's my excitement is challenging myself to 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 try to do something um, more. And so for me, um, like I said, I've always I wanted to write this book for some time, uh, definitely after. Um, you know, Andrea, you know, my friend Andrea passing and all of that. But to to get to this point, um, you know, I really had to um, 
just be focused. You know, I had to get I had to get focused and and understand that I'm communicating in a in a in a totally different way. Um, and, and it's not, and I'm mixing also lessons in, uh, cause I have lessons in the book mixed in with, uh, a storyline, you know, um, because I feel like that's the way, the best way that people learn is if, you know, you're, you're kind of giving the people like a story, right. Um, but you got to tie it in with some, some, some truths, some, some lessons in there, right. That's going to really take it home. And so this book really does that. Um, so I feel like, and in a way that me speaking to a person, I don't know if that would have that same effect. You're also a member of ColorCom Network and Toastmasters. What, for those who don't know, what are those organizations and what got you into So ColorCom, I'm trying to think, how did I get into ColorCom? My goodness, it's been so many years. Um, so I'm not sure how I, I'm not sure. I believe I was recommended to ColorCom by one of my um, friends from New York um, at the time. And um, she was, we were, I was, I was at the time I was going to a lot of networking events and, and so on and so forth. And um, I'm pretty sure I met someone who told me about ColorCom and how great the organization is. And what it is, is it's a network of women of color. And we come together, we, um, we support one another, we uh, tell, we support our, we, our celebrations, uh, we have uh, different resources, we have workshops, we have conferences, all based on uh, enriching and um, making sure that women of color are seen and heard and that we can prosper. And, and, you know, in, in, in business and in life and it's in general. So it's a great supportive network. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a wonderful professional uh, organization. So, so that's one, one organization I'm a part of, as well as Toastmasters, which is, um, and I can say kind of, you know, simply put, and it's, it's, it's oratory, it's, it's, you know, orator. So basically it's teaching you how to speak publicly um, and, and or, in order to be able to go out. If I'm going to go out and speak to people, I need to be able to, to talk, <laughs> to project my voice. Uh, and I think... That that training is key to to practice makes perfect. So and and it's a great organization, Toastmasters, to help you to learn public speaking, to help you to practice, to help you to uh, have camaraderie, and and to uh, also to meet uh, meet new people. Um, great way to network for people who want to uh, to 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 get that type of confidence to to feel like they can go out and speak. And do a present, you know, give a presentation or um, just even just strengthen their communication style. So right. that's what Toastmasters, Toastmasters does. And, and um, it's a great organization. It's all around the, the country. So it's definitely something to look up, look into. I know that, um, you know, if you just Google it, you'll find a chapter, I'm sure, in your area. It's a great place. And I highly recommend, you know, it's a great organization. I highly, highly recommend both organizations, um, but but definitely uh, Toastmasters for those who are looking to strengthen their public speaking. It just can be a little scary, you know. I, I even still get that those flutters before it's time to go on and speak. So really, it's yes, absolutely. <laughs> I feel like it makes you uh, sharper too. You, you when you go up there, you're a little too confident. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't work out well. I think <laughs> I think a little bit of nervousness before going on is a good thing. You know what I mean? So, um, but it it is it's helpful because at least I feel like I have the the 
the wherewithal to be able to to hold myself and and uh, and, and come up and, and speak and so forth, um, and and it gives you that type of training. You always want to make sure that you come in prepared, and so mm-hmm. what that what that does is give you that preparation. Um, so yeah, definitely, I highly recommend both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, now your book it is titled "Dropping Jewels." Guiding principles to help girls live their best life. Correct. That so is when the I jump title. Into- <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So when I jump into the synopsis, it says taking care of a child when you're still a child is no easy task. It's even harder when you lack the proper support and mindset to handle the adult challenges of life. You may feel unprepared, scared, lonely, and not know what to do to get your life back on track. In this book, you will meet such a person, Corinne, who became a mother when she was just 14. She was competing for spots in people's lives, not realizing that hers was the only spot that mattered. Corinne's poor choices came with a heavy price, but she learned to use the principles shared in the book to create the best life for herself and her child. Now, first, I would like you just to break down the the title for me a little bit more, Dropping Jewels. I love that you asked that. So you see, I don't know if you, (laughs) so in the, in the front of the book, there's a, there's a picture of me um, holding a a handful of rubies in essence. So, and that's me, that's, that's wisdom. So the jewels represent wisdom. It's an, it's an old term in essence, uh, dropping jewels. Uh, Dropping is you relating knowledge you know, relating, dropping is relating and the jewels is the knowledge, right? So it's dropping knowledge, giving knowledge, um, making sure that I'm imparting knowledge to, to other people. So that's what the jewels represent. Lessons of, and, and, and wisdom, all of those, um, I would say. So you, um, obviously you mentioned your friend was one of the inspirations Mm -hmm. behind the book. Were there any other inspirations of writing this book? There were there were many inspirations, I would say. Um, definitely my children to make sure I leave, you know, uh, some lessons behind. I think that's huge. You know, the legacy portion of it, um, right. making sure that, and I always, I always say that, and I, you know, I've been trying to, <laughs> I, I've been trying to get this project started actually um, and just interviewing our elderly population in, in interviewing our, 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 you know, the, 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 the people who have such knowledge that we're not being, we're not tapping into. Right. So I feel like that's where we're, we kind of need to start <laughs> in a lot of ways. It's kinda, <laughs> that's one of the, the projects that I like to really kind of take over too, is just kind of being able to, um, you know, pull that knowledge, um, from, from our elderly at way be, you know, before anything else happens to them, um, you know, between that and as well as the, um, you know, just being able to spread the word of God. I mean, just mm-hmm. his love to be able to make sure that I'm being a, a good steward of, of for him, um, making sure that I'm able to pass that that knowledge around is, is imperative. You can't have knowledge and, and, and a lessons in your in your head. And what, what, what good is that? There's no there's no use in that. You've been giving these lessons and blessings to bless other people. And if you're holding on to that, then you're not doing God's work. So for me, that was a huge component, making sure that I was um, being a good steward 
um, also making sure that um, I left a legacy, making sure I honored my friend, making sure that I help our youth. Uh, that is key. I've met so many young people over, um, you know, over the course of these years and they've needed direction. They've needed to have somebody um, to, to, to help them out in situations where, where they feel like nobody understands them. And right. so that right there is key because if, if you're not helping and you're not teaching the youth, what are you really doing? Because they're the ones who's going to inherit this, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? The, the earth. So give them the, the tools that they need. Um, I, I wanted to be the adult that I wished I had as at a young, you know, as a young girl, um, because I felt like I didn't have anybody when I was young, right. you know, an adult to really talk to. I didn't really have that. And so I wanted to make sure that that I was that person for, for, for other young women who, who didn't have that. I wanted to be that person. I wanted to be that person to, to, um, you know, I want to be, to continue to be that person. And that's, it's, that is that helpful person, um, to be able to give them the knowledge to get them through these difficult situations that they may not feel like they're equipped to deal with. And I don't right. want them to give up. That's right. a big thing. You don't want them to feel like, uh, you know, young, the, the youth to feel as though, uh, they, there's no hope because if there's no hope, then you have nothing to lose. I've been in a point in my life where I felt like I don't care, right? I don't care. I'll do whatever I want to do. I really don't care. I can, I understand what it, what it, what it takes when you get to that point. I understand what it takes to get out of that too, right? Mm. Um, and that's hard, right? Because it's a hard mindset to get out of when you start to feel desperation like that when you just say I don't care I have nothing to lose and I feel right. like a lot of young people start feel like that and and um because they didn't didn't have anybody because they didn't have anybody to look for they didn't have a good role model they didn't have someone to to tell them that they're loved and and that God loves them they didn't have uh these resources and and so I I definitely feel like that is a huge passion of mine to be able to uh, as I said in earlier in the the interview is uh, the each one teach one philosophy and making sure that I continue that on and to help as I go, because if I'm not mm -hmm. doing that, then I'm, what am I doing? Right. Now, now what, what goes through your mind when you see obviously young women experiencing similar situations that you've gone through in life and you know, you know, you can tell that they can get through it. They don't, but they don't understand their strength. They don't understand um, the power, the, the power within the voices. So what goes through your mind? How do you allow them to dig deep within themselves to help them get out of their situation? Well, the first thing I do is start off with, with, with prayer, right? Because prayer is key. Number one, I can't, I'm not God. So I can't, you know, I, I don't know what experiences God wants this person to have. So mm -hmm. me taking a too much of a proactive role and trying to usher a person's life when it's not my life, you have to be very cautious with that, right? Because maybe, you know, I'm, I I can't manipulate to that point to whereas I'm right. living the person's life for them. They have to go through their own experiences. They have their own unique personality and their own person. So first, when, first off, when I see that, I have to take a step back in prayer because it's not my will, it's his will, period. So I want right. to make sure I'm operating out of the the, the right mindset, the right heart. Um, and the second thing I do is really listen. I think a lot of times people can solve their own issues if you listen to them. They'll talk themselves into their, they'll talk themselves into their solution 
if a person mm. will just sit and take the time to listen without trying to just over talk them and respond and try to over sometimes you can try to overly motivate somebody and it and, and then it, it falls on deaf ears because it's like right. come you know it doesn't feel realistic to that person they don't have really have the confidence at that moment so i think that that that's the second thing i, I really really listen um the third thing is i make sure i give some time Right. I want to give some time, um, a nice long pause <laughs> to make sure that I'm uh, taking in what they're saying and I'm not just, uh, you know, spouting out from from my own, uh, you know, just just my own ego or my own feelings or whatever. I need to make sure that I'm doing and saying uh, and giving them the best course of action that works for them in their situation. And I have to look at all the elements um, again, research is key, right? You have to make sure you know who you're dealing with as much as you can um, right. to understand some of their, uh, you know, what is motivating them to make some of the decisions that they've been making. You know, a lot of things uh, obviously start at childhood, at the childhood level. Uh, so you have to start to really figure out what it is that you're, um, what, what, what things or barriers are in place in this person's life that you can outwardly see. Um, and, and also what things that you can't outwardly see, what things that you mm. feel, you know, I have to dig into my intuition, uh, dig in and, and really, you know, feel the person, how, you know, put myself in their, their shoes as well. So there's a lot that goes to it, uh, mentally, uh, to, to make sure that the, the, the person's getting the, the best and most well-rounded advice. And that is also, um, Re, you know, realistic, right, to their circumstances um, right. in terms of what they need at that moment, too. And also breaking down what a person needs and what do they want. Two totally separate things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, <Yes>. totally separate <laughs> things. And, and so I, I've learned that a lot of times if if you don't, if you know, if when you're dealing with a lot of people are dealing with with, with tough situations, they find distraction, right? A lot of times they found that they find it out. They find a way to to be able to cope. They find this vice, whether the vice be smoking or uh, the vice is, uh, you know, now they're out and uh, doing something like maybe they're out uh, drinking or maybe they're um, they're just not being, you know, going to school or there's so many different things that um, people do uh, or maybe they're just always in a, in, a, in a bad relationship. I see people who are in, always in a bad relationship. You go from one person to the, you know, to the worst person, you know, one right. person who's not good to another person who's not good for you because right, right. there's a lot of, um, you know, looking for love and all of that. So, I'm, you know, there's so many situations I have to really take into account and make sure that, um you know, why is this person utilizing this vice? Um, and, and, or, you know, what is, what is causing the damage? Uh, what do they really need? And a lot of times what they need to do is, is to start to, to, um, to understand what their wants and needs are. And, and what I do is a lot of times to start off with creating a vision board, which I'm huge on people doing, uh, really? creating some type of, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> creating a vision board because, if you don't know, if you can't see what you want in your mind, you can't visualize it, it's hard to achieve it. Mm. So, and then it also can kind of start to separate your wants from your needs and start to see, start, you know, start to really um, make you figure out who it is that you are, number one, because a lot of times you're, you're, uh, there's so many people that have taken on so many other and other people's energy that they've 
gotten buried. They, they don't even know who they are anymore. Um, so we need to get back to what do you want? Because a lot of times when people put vision boards up, I'm not overly critical, but I do ask, where did, you know, what's the root of this? Because sometimes people will put stuff on there that other people wanted. Oh, I want this big house. Oh, do you really want this big house? Or do you want, like, yeah, you know, or do you really want this mansion? <laughs> right. Like, or do you just want an apartment, right? Do you need to want a house? Or, do you, you know, what, what, and I'm not downplaying anybody because if you want a mansion, that's what you want. But what's the, what's the root cause? Because sometimes people want so much more than, and they don't have the basic stuff, right? right. You don't have food, clothing, mm. and shelter now, but you want the mansion. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's nothing wrong with that, but get to the basics. What do, what are your wants versus your needs? Um, so just making sure that that the the realistic uh, viewpoints and the the uh, the basic needs also are taken care of is huge. Um, so it's 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 definitely a, it's a process when I'm you know mentoring someone and I see them in a, in in a place where um, they I I can see the you know potential. And all of those things, but I do not just run off of potential for people. I, I run off of also what their hunger is. What do they want? Right? I have to be honest. I have to be realistic too with when I figure out what they want, if it may not be what I want for them. And I have to go with what they want. I can't always say what I want for that person, right? Because right. what I want is not what, you know, I can't always steer it. I can't steer it that way. So that's one of the things I've done is relinquish uh that control, right? And 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 also that the outcome of that. I can't be overly um, you know, I'm not I want it to work. I'll I'll give a person some advice. I'll make sure that, you know, I'm mentoring, I'm checking up on you at the same time. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a person drink out of it. You know, the horse drink rather. Right. So so, you know, there's only but so much I've realized that I can do um as an individual. Um the person has to want to do the work themselves. They have to want it. And so I, you know, I feel like um, when I look at a person, they have that potential. I just kind of like, OK, well, let's 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 get there. You know what I mean? Let's go. <laughs> and, um, and and that's my personality. I'm not here to play games with, with anybody because I don't have time to play with people. You know what I mean? Um, and, and I think that's that kind of surprises people when as when I become the mentor mentor, because they realize that I'm even though I'm pleasant, I don't play. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not here to play with people. That's not, <laughs> I don't have time for it. I really, right, like, right. I, I don't have time for it. I, and that's not, that's really, honestly, I have a very uh, disciplined personality. You know, like that personality, discipline, I'm a disciplined person. And my personality is very, um, I like these things done a certain way. You know, I, 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 you know, I like things done in a way that makes sense to me. So I feel like, um, you know, I, I definitely do what, what I feel like is best for, for, for uh, the mentee. At the same time, I'm not here to, you know, I'm not going to sit and play with somebody all day if they don't want to, if they don't want to change and they don't really want to make a difference within their own life. I, I don't waste my time with that either. You know, oh, okay. it's only but so much I can do with, 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 with anybody who doesn't want it. You know what I mean? Um, and, and that's because you got, you may have to just learn that lesson. May have to go through the the hard part. I know I had to <laughs> in a lot of ways. Like <laughs> right. sometimes, you know, sometimes you have to go through it. You know, and and there's no, uh, you can you can try all that you can, but a person has to go through the 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 pain to be able to to really ex understand uh, the the full scope of their journey. 
So, um, you know, and, and, and pain is a part of life. We, you know, it, it is. So it's, yeah. it's not, I can't always show somebody from being uncomfortable. They want to play games. It's like, okay, like, all right. right. You, gonna, you know, I, I'll catch you the next time the pain hits you. And maybe right. you'll be mm. ready then. Right? right. But I can't chase right. you around. Right. So that's kind of where I'm at when it comes yeah. to, to, to mentoring. <laughs> <You're> like, oh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Little drill sergeant over here, I know. Right, I know, right. I, know. <laughs> I, know, I do. I'm like, I expect order. Yes. And, you know, and it's and it's telling that that is my that's what I got, you know, that's my background is law and justice. So like right, it's not exactly. so far off. <laughs> it's all connected. <laughs> it's all connected. <laughs> you see the 5 a.m. If somebody goes on my Instagram page, you're gonna see the 5 a.m. workouts. It's all mm. connected. Like, you know, discipline. Productive. It's, you gotta be productive. You know what I'm saying? I think that productiveness is is important um, because faith without works is dead, like they yeah. say. So, you know, got to get up, get things done. Um, and so I'm, you know, but I'm so, so excited about this journey in itself. I feel like uh, there's so much. Um, when we first started out, we started to speak about 2020 and um, how things are unfolding. And, you know, there's been so much going on, but I feel like there's just so much. They say throw, throw 2020 away. I keep hearing that. Throw 2020 away. It's, 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 this has been a worship for people. Right. And yes, it has. It has been a, a very awful, an awful year. At the same time, uh, everything happens for a purpose. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm standing at. Um, and and so um, as I go into finish writing the second book, um, I'm going to speak probably not so much on this particular topic. Uh, 2020 in itself, but it's just right. some of the lessons that, um, you know, have been taken from this and just kind of really showing how nothing is permanent, right? Everything is yeah, conditional absolutely. in this yeah. world, period. You know what I mean? When you're trying to hold on to things that are conditional, nothing's going to help. Nothing's going to mm -hmm. work. It's not, it's, it's just, it's meant to pass away. Everything's meant to pass away, period. That's just the the the, the world that we live in. So we have to be able to take that and 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 know that we got to be able to be resilient, you know, and 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 go with the ebbs and flows. Make you know, make take action. Critically, critical thinking needs to come into play, and we need to take you know, take action where where it's necessary. Right. Um, you know, whether it be you getting up, changing, you know, you you realize that you're in a funk, get up, work out, meditate, pray, you know, all those things. Um, that's that. There's some tips to you know. Would you find yourself in that funk? Um, F2020, but, you know, you can definitely find some ways to be able to, um, you know, be productive, uh, find your, find, make, maybe even make a hobby a business. There's so much going on that you can do. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's really about being active and making sure that you're doing something every day to, to really work towards building a better you, you know, right. and, and, and that in itself, in itself, you being your best, best you is going to rub off on your neighbor. You know, yep. you helping your neighbor, you being that's part of it. You being a good steward, you know, of of of, of God um, and, and making sure you're in alignment. And, and that's all you can do, you know, because everything is conditional. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Keep keep moving. That's all you can do. Um, you got all the gym. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Aren't you sweet? Now, now speaking of the gems, in in your book, Dropping Jewels, Mm -hmm. I love the format of it. I love the story. And then after each chapter, literally, you give us the gems, which are relative to the story and obviously relative to people's lives in general. So um, a couple of them I jotted down, and I want you to briefly expand on them for me so people can understand Mm -hmm. the type of type of gems you're putting in this book and why they should get it and why they should ensure that they focus on each end chapter so they so they take it all in so yes the first one um place yourself around people who want to see you win yes 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 so so it's critical uh, and that's a great gem that you picked out of placing yourself around people who want to see you win it's imperative when you're going in a direction that you're going with people who are complementary, right, to your journey. When you go with people who aren't uh, going to complement your journey and they're going to um, be a distraction, in essence, then you find yourself in a situation where you've taken time away from your goal um, because you've been distracted by this particular person who was never on your journey with you, you know, never fully wanted to walk with you on this path. Um, and it takes you it takes you in a different element. And also uh, keep in mind um, when you're with somebody who wants to see you win, you, you know, and, and, and so on and so forth, they're not jealous of your wins. They want you to win. Um, you know, a lot of times you can find people who are jealous. And when you're jealous, people can do so many hurtful things uh, to get you know, to get the other person's attention because they're hurting because they didn't get it. You know, they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, you know, and and so they wind up trying to put you in, you know, um, bring you to their energy. You know, they're, they're uh, pull you in, in essence, and become like an energy vampire. Uh, so you wind up not being able to put yourself um, fully into your goals, into your path again. You know, there's so many different things that uh, can can occur when you're with people who are not fully invested in your journey that uh, can pull can just knock you off. So why deal with it? You know, why right. deal with 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 that type of energy um, that's going to, in essence, uh, knock you off of your path? You know, and, and it's 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 inevitable uh, that that it'll happen. Um, so it's kind of one of those things where you have to think about what types of um, you know what types of people. Are you going to have in your life? What types of people do you want to walk with? Uh, start to really assess your circle and see who you're giving your time to. Um, and and if you find yourself um, in a situation where you're gossiping and all of those things, and you're, um, you know, you're you find yourself in a situation where uh, you may be the person that's the distraction. You know right, what I mean? Right. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, figure out. <laughs> You know, so it's kind of, these are the things where you have to really, uh, these are the, the start to your journey of being, um, of really loving yourself, right? These are steps that you have to take when you love yourself. You have to be around people who care about you and that you care about, not these frenemies and, uh, you know, people who are, um, you know, poisoning you. Uh, you, you. Why keep running to the danger, right? If you know it's right. there. Um it's time to just, you know, get yourself in a position where not only the other people want to see you in, but let's start with you wanting to see you, you. in. And yeah. you, yeah. you, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So definitely that. So the next is you cannot receive the new holding on to the old. 
Yes, yes, yes. And that's where that meditation comes in about letting go, right? Mm. Uh, where we spoke about earlier of, of being able to let it go because everything in this world is conditional, right? So when when you when you think about that, it kind of puts puts things in a different um, perspective, um, and and that's that's the big thing. You have to know uh, what's serving you and 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 what's not. And and once you're able to really uh, take do the pros and cons of that uh, of of what's serving you and what's not, you're able to make better decisions for yourself. I think this last one is so important right now for everyone. And that is the world does not define you. You define the world. Yes. <laughs> yes, because we have we have the power to, com- to commence change, right? Mm. Everything is, okay. When I think of the world, it's all a one consciousness, right? One voice at the end of the day. Um, we all are connected, whether or not we want to believe it. And so when we even think about um, everything given to, given to us was a thought, right? And, and so why can't we make our own, our own new thought? The Constitution was a thought, right? The Bill of Rights was a thought in somebody's head right. first, you know, and then they made it, it turn into to an action. All these things, you know, happen. And then other people were like, okay, yeah, this works. This, I think this will be a good idea. Okay. You know, then, then people agreed on it. So, you know, there's, there's so much that you can do um, to, to commence change just as an individual because we're all unique personalities. And we've all been giving, given a unique point of view on certain uh, scenarios that's going to be beneficial, that can be beneficial rather um, and, and furthering something, whereas you, when you're agreeing upon, you know how they say two or more agree, then that's when God is here, right? Um, so, you know, you have this idea, you share with your, you know, your friend, cousin, you know, strange, whoever, sometimes your strange, the strangers are your big, biggest supporters, however you, right. <laughs> you, you do it, right? Um, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, they tell another person, then they tell another person. And now this is the thing you, you know, you maybe made a move. Maybe it's a movement. Look at the Me Too movement, right? Mm-hmm. That was started out with one, you know, one, one thought, and then it became a, a full on movement and it changed, it changed things, right? It changed the way people were viewed it and made certain people be held accountable. Right. Uh, when I look at, look at what's going on now uh, with, with all that, the, that's happening um, with George Floyd. I mean, let's let's look at one person making a change. You know, when his daughter uh, Gianna uh, came on, uh, you know, spoke. She said, "My daddy changed the world, mm-hmm. right?" And and that was so powerful. Um, yeah. The fact that one person can change the world. You know, one you have the power within you, and understanding that. You are a unique individual, and that because you're unique is 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 on top of the fact that um, because you're unique, you're you're here to give something special. That collectively, you know, we're going we, we it's going to be helpful to us as humans. We all have something to give, you know, whatever whatever that may be. That's going to 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 change the course of somebody's life, and that and that's just it. Period. No matter what, we're going to change change the course of somebody's life just because of who we are, right? Uh, we do it every day. 
uh, when we when we interact with people um, and we make these choices. Um, so really just understanding your uniqueness, understanding your power, understanding that, um, you know, you, you were here for a purpose. You're here to, um, to, to be able to impart that knowledge and, and, and that idea to, 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 to be able to make some type of a difference, a change, whatever that is, a small ripple, uh, lead, you know, leads into the ocean, right? That's what we hear, right? The small, a right. small ripple of change. Um, and everybody is, is, is able to, um, to make that ripple and everybody does. Everybody has that, that footprint, you know, um, that unique footprint. And we need uh, you to be able to, um, you know, express that, express yourself, ex express your ideas and your, your thoughts and, and your, your goals and your dreams and, and, you know, share, share with others because um, you don't know how much of a change and how powerful that you are, you truly are um, to, 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 to others, you know, and, and sometimes even to yourself, you know, you well, got to take that step yeah. back and say, hmm, you know, I, I have a lot more than I once thought I did um, mm. to, to give. So really start to, to dig deep and um, just like we talked about before, prayer, meditation, exercise, um, research, ways, re research ways to really improve yourself and to, to figure out who you are. That's really what it boils down to, figure out who, you're, who you are. We're always trying to do that. Uh, try to figure out, you know, <laughs> hmm, you know, it's because we're always changing. We're ever changing. So who you are, who you were two years ago isn't who you are now. You're totally different in a lot of ways. You know, um, you've grown. I, you know what I mean? You've grown and, and mm -hmm. certain things have changed. So understanding this is a constant reassessment, um, knowing that at any point, you know, two years ago, you may not feel like you could change the world, but maybe today you can. Let's look at yeah. look at all the people today who are who are, who are changing the world, and they probably never thought that they would be in this situation, but they are changing the world. And um, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful thing um, to see to see the that people recognizing their own power uh, in 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 a, in, a, in a situation where they've been crushed. You know, they've they've had a lot of their uh, again, foots have been on next. OK, yeah, yeah. so, uh, you know, this this gives us a different, um, you know, way to understand your value as, as people, you know. Now, what's next for you? Well, what's next for me is um, I don't I'm not sure if you are familiar, but I have a podcast. So what's really real podcast? Um, and we tape out in New York. Um, and so I have that going on. Um, in addition, I have the second book that I'm writing. Um, so that has been really, really, really taking up the bulk of my time. Uh, in addition to mentoring and, and, and being a mother, I'm a grandmother as well, mind you. So, oh, wow. <laughs> so yes, I know. I'm like, I, so it's just, it's just been, you know, it's been a whirlwind. It's been very, very busy, but I would say uh, right now, my main focus is to make sure that I get this second book done, um, you know, and, and that's really what's, what's I've been focused on um, more than anything else right now. And that may change after this is done. Obviously, the, the focus is going to change, <laughs> but I'm trying to keep my head in the game and, and um, you know, knock it out um, and, and get it done uh, because I know that. Uh, that right there is 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 important to somebody, 
You know, it's, right. it's going to be important to somebody to, to, to that lesson. And I want to make sure that that I capture that moment. And when you feel that that feeling you got to write, you got to do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You just got to do it. Um, so that's where I'm at right now is I'm in, you know, in inquisitive mode. I'm in writing mode. I'm in meditation, you know, deep thought. You know, but I'm, I'm usually in deep thought anyway, but this is a different type of um, a different type of deep thought that I'm in um, at this point. Just trying to make sure that I give the the, the message that um, is the, the, the most clear message possible. And I think that that's that's always the the goal of writing, making sure that, you know, your message is very clear and it, it, it really touches um you know touches someone's life so mm. that's my focus that is the <laughs> that's my toil <laughs> that is the daily toil goodness it's a lot but you know it's it's definitely something that is um is I'm, I'm excited about so mm. so yeah before we go how was life as a grandmother <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's I'm young, right? So um, being a young grandmother um, is a younger grandmother, rather. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a spring chicken now, but I'm not old. <laughs> okay? and I was like, so, but, but, you know, being a, you know, being a grandmother is, has been very interesting. I had the kids actually, um, so they're, they're amazing. They're, they're amazing. They're so cute. It's, 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 a you know, that part is great. I think it's the point of uh, the part of you knowing that you have an obligation, right? Mm -hmm. So to me, I love being a grandmother, but at the same time, like I, I had to, I had to jump, I had to chill out being the grandmother for like this. It, my my grandson, my oldest grandson is is five now. So when he first was born, it was a I was ridiculous. Like it was bad. You're not holding the baby's head up. Oh <laughs> no! Yes, I was. I was. It was me. Put the oh, baby's head up. You know, wrap the baby. You don't have no socks. You know, it was. I was out of control, and I, <laughs> I was bad. I was like, I didn't even recognize myself, and it was like, hold on, like, calm down, Kendra. So, so over, over time now I have, um, my, my second grandson, he is, he just turned one and I'm chill now. Like I'm calm. So <laughs> it's been, a, it's been a, uh, <laughs> it's been a whirlwind being a grandmother because at first you really feel like it's your child. Like I, right. I didn't even know it was going to feel like that. It's like literally your kid. You just like, all right, somebody just had a child, but it's mine. Like <laughs> you, like I really felt like I was like the the oversight. Like I was like, oh no, my now mind you, my son and his girl, you know, his girl, they don't live. They have their own place. They got their own lives. It didn't matter. You know, my son is, you know, my son is is old. He's in his late twenties. So, um, so you know, it's just having to to kind of take back that that the reign of that uh mm -hmm. the control of not being like that it was like <laughs> it, it's 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 calming now it's great now i feel wonderful but boy oh boy those first i would say that first year with the first grandbaby was <laughs> i was like i know they were like oh my goodness mom leave me alone right <laughs> so you know and i was always buying something every five yes. seconds like oh, the baby Jesus. <laughs> yes spoiled so spoiled couldn't do nothing you better not yell at him you better <laughs> 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 just, 
<laughs> I was the grandmother where you like, get a bit, let the baby have it. So, right. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, it's funny. it's like I said I've chilled out a lot and I definitely enjoy um I enjoy now um being able to you know spend my beautiful time with my beautiful babies and then be <laughs> able to say mom and dad come pick them up right this right is, come get them <laughs> it's a different freedom it's a different freedom that you know um you know it's 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 definitely a different freedom but it's experience that I just you know you, you it's something that you have to actually go through. Mm. And, you know, you, you might, there, it's just some, some things you have to go through to understand it. And right. I feel like I had to, you know, really understand how my probably parents felt, you know what I mean? <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, really understand the thought process that goes behind it. And, and it gave me a better understanding of my parents, of uh, my grandparents, of just um, how, what, is, what the feeling is like. Right. Um, because it's a totally different feeling um, than you maybe had thought that you would have uh, at times. And it's just very um, protective. It's over. It's, uh, sometimes it could be overprotective. Uh, whether or not your kids are amazing, it doesn't matter. It's just the fact that you really yeah, do feel yeah, like protected. <laughs> that's my baby. Right. That's grandma's baby. You know, so. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's been beautiful. Thank you for asking me. Got Thank it. you. Wow. Now tell everybody where they can reach out to you. Uh, obviously, cop the book to get all the gems and just get in contact with you. Great. My contact on Instagram is Justice Jules with a Z, J U S T U S J E W E L Z. And I'm also on Facebook, Justice Jules and Dropping Jules. I have a page on there, actually, two pages on there on Facebook. Um, so you can also connect with me there as well as going to my website. And so you can purchase my book and also to get an overview of, of some of the other services that I um, provide as far as mentor, mentoring and, and classes and, and workshops and so forth at www.droppinjewelz.com. All right, this has been the Fiction Addiction Podcast, and this was Kendra Hall. Kendra, thank you so much for coming through and dropping these gems on us. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure, and I hope you have an amazing night. Thank you for joining us on the Fiction Addiction Podcast. Make sure you visit fictionaddictionpodcast.com for links on everything we talked about today, as well as awesome resources, additional tips, and fiction addiction merchandise.